Hi, and welcome to Real Life with Jenny. My name is Jenny Sinaparatna. Grab your favorite drink and a snack, and we will get started. Today, I have green tea with lemon and ginseng. And just to balance things out, I have a hostess Twinkie sitting next to it. I know, you can't be perfect, right? <laughs> So let's get real. A few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go to a pastor's wife event, and it is a blast. Every year, I try to squeasel out of it and not go because I'm exhausted because it's around a really busy season in our lives. And I went this year, and it was a blast. But one of the things we talked about at my table with a bunch of wonderful ladies that made me laugh and challenged me, and it was just really fun, we talked about Enneagrams. Now, I actually had to Google how to say the name, and maybe I'm saying it wrong, but Enneagrams. And one of the ladies was like, Jenny, you are a nine. And I was like, I am? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? I have no idea. You know, when I was in 11th grade, I had to take one of the Myers-Briggs tests. That was one of the things in my business class you needed to take. And when I took the test, I took it as if I was a totally different person, as if it was the kind of person I wanted to be. Like I was like, what would the perfect person answer on this question? And so I got back a very different um, answer than what was the truthful who I really was. I was so scared of not being perfect and not being in the same mold as everybody else in the class or everybody else in the world that I took the I took the test and it said I was an extrovert and it said you know I had all these qualities that I do not have because <laughs> I took it as if what would the perfect person answer to this question and I realize that an introvert and an extrovert, there really isn't a perfect now as an adult. But when you are a teenager, being an introvert is extremely difficult. Now I think it's a little easier because we've kind of gone, oh, we accept all things, right? But when you were, when I was a teenager, being quiet and shy really didn't work very well. They weren't spoken to, they weren't talked to. Like you needed to be outgoing and go after people. That was kind of what you needed to do. And that's what I became. Even though it was super draining to me and super difficult, I became something I wasn't. I became an outgoing, outspoken kind of person. And that is not really who I am, but it was who I became to survive, right? To make friends and have people accept who I was. And so we're talking at this table, and of course, I ask, so Enneagram 9, what kind of food is similar to that? <laughs> and the poor lady who really knew what she was talking about with this and like was really organized and kind of an amazing human being, I just have to say that aloud, she was amazing, um, was like, I really don't know, like, I'm not real sure. And I'm like, oh, because I kind of speak in food language. Like, that's who I am. I'm a food memory girl. I remember things because of food. I remember people and emotions and places really because of food. So when I was a little kid, 
first, second, third grade, I had a best friend. And she was super fun. And I got to go to her house quite a bit on Sundays after church. And then right before we went back to church for Sunday evening service, we would have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I still, to this day, when I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and it's just right, just like the way it was at her house. The bread was always soft at her house. And it was just, there was something special about the mom's peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> when I have a perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I get those emotions of first, second, and third grade. And the woes and the worries of a first, second, or third grader. Um, which really wasn't as bad as it is now. But that's just, so it's a blissful, it's a blissful memory. So I'm asking about this. And so I bring up lasagna or spaghetti because I have to like understand this new um, personality types because I'm not real sure I completely understand Myers-Briggs. I do understand the introvert extrovert part, but that's about all I really understand about that. I get the love languages, like they make sense to me. My love language, number one, is time. That is 100% who I am, and then gifts. Now, there we go. That's Those are my two. I understand love languages. Enneagrams, not real sure I've completely understood it. So I'm like, lasagna, spaghetti, like, you know, two totally different people, right? You know them. You, you're one of them. You're either a lasagna person and you are completely organized. Every layer is just perfect. And when you cut out a lasagna piece, it just comes up and it's like, oh, right? I love lasagna. It is my favorite meal ever. I make it every Mother's Day as a special treat to myself. It takes me about an hour and a half to two hours to make, but it is worth it because every layer is identical. And sometimes I can even get four layers in that pan and that is a good day. And then others of us are spaghetti people. And it gets on the plate and it's messy and it's all over the place. And the noodles are not uniformed and they are just, it's crazy. You know, um, I grew up not understanding that you don't split the noodles because my mom always split the noodles to get them in the pot because the pot was too, too small to have the full spaghetti noodles. I don't know why she did it. That's what she did. So I grew up doing that. So then you have half the noodles are this size and half the noodles are that size. And it's all craziness. And I always want to be like the perfect lasagna. I look at their lives and I go, wow, they really know what they're doing. They are makeup people. Like they know how to do makeup. They know how to wear clothes. Like they exercise and they have a routine and you know, they, they don't lose their lists. In fact, they make lists and then they keep them and then they check things off those lists. And ah. and then there's the spaghetti people who make a list, lose a list, make a list, lose a list. Um, I don't remember when I did that because I that would mean I'd have to go back and figure that out. Uh, yeah, what am I doing today? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I have no idea. You know... And I know that there's people in between, right? There are some of those that are like penny people. And, you know, I mean, we could start going down all the different noodles because I could talk food all day long. <laughs> but really, I was not happy with who I was. And still, I struggle with being happy with who I am. And God has been working on me so much in this area 
of being a lasagna person or being a spaghetti person. Because being a spaghetti person sometimes is really tough to get through life. And sometimes it's really fun because you don't have to worry about everything being neat and orderly. You know, there are benefits to both sides. And when you look in the Bible and you look up at that who Jesus spent time with, he spent time with both lasagna and spaghetti people. He really did. Like the tax collectors, I would definitely put them as lasagna people. They had to be organized. They knew what they were doing. They knew how to make money. Like boom, boom, boom. Maybe even the fishermen, half were lasagna people, half were spaghetti people. Like, let's see where we should go today. And others were like, this is what we do. We do it at this time. This is what kind of fish we catch. You know, when you look through the characters, and I, I call them characters because... I love the characteristics that they have and the people of the Bible. It is so intriguing to me how God used all kinds of people. And you know what I love the most is none of them had everything together when they came to Jesus. None of them had anything together when they came to God in the Old Testament. Like they were messes, like complete and utter like their lives, you look at them and you're like, wow, God used them. Huh, that's an interesting choice, God. You know, and I know that when I became a pastor's wife at 20 years old, I remember thinking, uh, this is a bad plan, God. Like, you know, you're about to put me in leadership. Um, Yeah, not a good plan. Like my husband, perfect. He's ready. He knows what he's doing. Like, he's an amazing man. Jenny, uh, not so much. Like... <laughs> I made so many really big mistakes and still do to this day in ministry. And really, I hurt people and I made dumb mistakes. And it is part of growing up and part of learning from God. Mary and Martha are some of my favorite examples because I would call Mary the spaghetti. Like Mary just kind of went along with the flow and like whatever happened, happened. And Martha was like, okay, we need to do A, B, and C before Jesus gets here. When Jesus gets here, then I will set the table. And then while, she, while he's washing his hands and feet, then I will put out the salad. We'll sit down, we'll have a conversation. Like she was just like, boom, she's got this, right? And Jesus stopped her and said, come spend time with me. And whether you're a spaghetti person or a lasagna person, right there you see Jesus wanted to spend time with both types. He wanted, no matter whether you're super organized or a big old mess, he wanted to spend time with both of them. And that is true for you. That is the truth. And I have, I'm married to the prayer guy. Like that is his thing. He speaks on prayer. He teaches on prayer. He lives prayer. Like we had someone come up to us at an event a couple weeks ago and say, so I understand you teach on prayer, but do you pray? And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, actually, he does. I was kind of a little offended by it. But that's okay. We're going to move on. He is just one of those people, and he's so put together and organized. And my prayer life is just a crazy mess. Like, I am struggle to have a set time to be like, today... At 10.30, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to pray. And then at 10.30, all of a sudden, something else happens and now it's 12. And I'm like, I'm going to pray. And then 12.15, 1 o'clock, 
four o'clock. And I'm like, oh no, now I have to make dinner. Like my prayer life is a spaghetti platter. <laughs> it, it just is. And Jesus says, I still want to spend time with you. It doesn't matter how it looks. It doesn't matter that sometimes it's a uh, word here or word there, time in my car, time just going, Lord, I don't even have words. I'm so overwhelmed. That was my last night. Last night, I actually shut up the TV for a minute or two. <laughs> I know that's all I gave it, but it was a minute or two. And I was like, Lord, I'm so overwhelmed. There's so many crazy emotions going through my life right now that I can't even put my finger on them enough to even bring them to you. Like, I'm just so, the only word I have is overwhelmed with emotions. I've got sad emotions. I have happy emotions. I have mournful emotions. I have rejection. I have all these emotions, like, flowing through my body and flowing through my head and my heart. And Lord, I don't even have words to bring them to you. And it was that moment that I realized that God loves a spaghetti prayer. He loves when you come and just say, hey, I got nothing here. Like, I don't even have words to tell you because there's so much going on. Lord, I just need you. So how about you? How about you? Are you always striving to make sure that your prayer life is a lasagna prayer life or your life is a lasagna and you're really not a lasagna person? Or maybe you're trying to be more spaghetti and be loosey-goosey and that's not who God called you to be. We have these personality tests because we're all different. And God loves every one of us. No matter whether you're a nine or whether you're a two or your love language is quality time or acts of service or whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, your prayer life and your time with God really is about just being with God. Him. It is not anything else. It is not coming clean and having everything together and saying, okay, God, here's my list. Here's what we need to work through. I've got it all. And that's okay if that's where you are. That's perfect. I wish I could get there someday. Because <laughs> I would probably make that list and go, Lord, help me find the list. I don't remember where I put it. How do I continue to lose lists? Anyway, let's come back. God loves who he made you to be. And all he wants is just some time with you. He called both Mary and Martha to come and spend time with him. Two totally different sisters, two totally different agendas, two totally different personalities, two totally different Enneagrams. And God said, I love you both and I want to spend time with you. I came here to spend time with you. And Jesus came to the earth, died on the cross, was raised again so he could spend time with you. Not just with me and since I have a microphone and, you know, sometimes I talk like my life is really crazy and other times my life is super organized. He doesn't care. He just wants to be there. He just wants to be part of it. Are you willing to allow him to come into your mess or come into your structure and really spend time with him and let him be in every nook and cranny of your life? Well, that's all I have for you today. You can find us at Real Life with Jenny on Instagram and on Facebook, or you can find me at ChristConnection.cc slash Jen. Check it out when you have time. I am looking forward to hearing whether you're a spaghetti or lasagna person. 
<laughs> what God has made you. But most of all, I'm excited to hear and see God moving in your life because you're willing to let him step in to wherever you are, whether it's order or chaos, whether it's introvert or extrovert, that Jesus just wants to spend time with you. You all have a great week.